Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. it requires day-to-day contribution you take a day off and you're way off way off so this is the third and final installment of our mini series on comparing marriages in the last episode we talked about why couples want to build relationships with other couples and the warning signs that comes along with this and in the episode prior to that the first installment, we discussed couples comparing their marriages to others and the danger that comes with such comparisons. So, in this episode, we will be talking about how to protect your marriage from the dangers that come with entitlement. Yes. Remember that people compare themselves to others because they want to know two things. Am I doing good or... Am I doing poor? So, to get an answer, we invite others into our lives. True. Unfortunately, a lot of times we invite negativity in our marriages by how we portray ourselves to others and the things that we go after. Some couples might situate themselves around certain crowds in order to come off as having a certain status simply because another couple has something that they feel entitled to. True. This opens up a door of what we call the danger of entitlement. Absolutely. So, how do we know that we have what we deserve? Well, we look at the person beside us to see how they compare to us. Then we look at what they have, Mm -hmm. decide how valuable those things are, and then decide whether or not we should have it. Mm Mm-hmm. So having the right to something is called entitlement. Mm -hmm. So when we feel like we deserve something in particular, that's by definition entitlement. Right. Remember my good friend used to say this, a bone is just a bone until one dog decides the other cannot cannot have it. Mm -hmm. Right? So two dogs, the bone doesn't matter until one says, you know what, that's mine. Mm -hmm. The minute you say I can't have it, now it's more than just something sitting on on the grass. It's a bone and I want it. Right. So, I play a lot of basketball. I talk about this. When I get on a basketball court, there's 10 people. Mm-hmm. Me and nine other people. Right. Four on my team, five on the other team. There's two hoops, one on either end of the floor. There's markers on the floor, like the out-of-bounds line, the half-court line, the three-point line. And once the ball in play, all 10 guys know, game's on, they know what's up. Yeah. So, the goal is to... For our team is to get more buckets than the other team 
So it's a competition, and everyone on the floor is aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. When you compare your marriage to another marriage, you essentially start an unspoken and unfair competition. Right. It's unspoken because, well, you didn't say anything to the other couple. And it's unfair because you're setting the rules without consulting them. Ooh, touch yeah. it. So couples who compare their marriages to other couples will bring certain conversations about other couples to you. Or they constantly talk about material things. And we touched on those in the previous podcast. Because they want to get a pulse for maybe your financial setup. How mm-hmm. your relationship is. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is that they're essentially competing against you. But they're not telling you. Yeah. It's up to you to recognize those warning signs and respond accordingly. So here's the thing. We have to answer this very important question. What are some things that you as a couple want for your relationship? Okay. Or you feel entitled to. Yeah. That are based entirely on what another couple is experiencing or have or has. Okay. The reason why this is important because... As a couple, you have your dreams and your aspirations. Right. And if you're only basing your dreams and aspirations on what other couples are doing, then your relationship is already in very serious danger. Mm. Now, we've talked about this. It's okay to draw inspiration from other couples. But the key word there is inspiration. Right. And you're pulling from that other person. Mm -hmm. But it's not okay to simply look at another couple and then feel entitled to what they have. Mm-hmm. So, first, what are some things that a couple might feel entitled to? You get married. Yeah. This is the man of your dreams, the woman of your dreams, whatever yeah. the case is. So, you're going to want healthy children. Right. Okay. A good sex life. For sure. Yeah. A healthy spouse. Money or financial freedom, security. Good. Trust, love, appreciation. Yeah. Opportunity for success, opportunity for a great lifestyle. Now, yeah, and those are important things. Because if you knew these things were not going to be granted or they weren't going to be available, then you might change your mind about pursuing this relationship. Okay. Right? You might think twice about getting married. Right. Or what some people might do, they might rank these things in some order of mm-hmm. importance. Mm-hmm. And then the most important th- ones they go after, yeah. the things that are less important, they kind of wait For them to play out. Mm -hmm. But when these things or at least the important ones don't happen in a marriage, spouses may find themselves looking at another couple who seem like they have those things. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen is that it's going to drive them to want three things that will satisfy this entitlement that they're not getting. Mm -hmm. And those three things are they're going to want affiliation. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to become the center of attention. And they're, want it, they're going to want to escape some perceived reality. Yeah. And we're going to get into all this stuff. You know what also came to my mind just now is, you know, even even within that, you as a couple may want certain things, but it's just not your time yet. Right. Right? So it doesn't mean that you can't look to another couple and say, um, you know, I am drawing inspiration from there Mm -hmm. but you have to wait for your time right now the thing that makes it even worse or that can make it even more complicated is if you have certain things that you are desiring within your relationship that you're seeing in another couple but yet you haven't communicated that with your own spouse 100 percent that's even more dangerous right but let's go further, honey. So the first thing is you want affiliation. 
And we're looking at affiliation as basically trying to fit in with the Joneses. The Joneses. Yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of successful couples around us. And if you think about some high-profile ones, we, uh, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about corporation and, you know, success in business. Yeah. Uh, Barack and Michelle Obama. That's when when you you think about politics. When you think about politics, exactly. And then we got, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce when you think entertainment. Yeah. Now, me and you, Juliana, we yeah. don't know Bill and Melinda. Nope. We don't know Barack and Michelle. Nope. And we don't know Jay-Z and Beyonce. Nope. But we're well aware of their success. You know, we have some ideas about their wealth. Well, and we know about their impact. hmm There's nothing wrong with being inspired by their achievements. But it's a big problem to think that just because they have it, Mm-hmm. we should have what they have. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Because the idea is that for some couples, affiliation means security. Yeah. And a lot of times, affiliation is tied to some perceived level of success. So couples now feel the need to appear successful. Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with working hard and chasing your dreams, but some people literally just want to fit in. Yeah. They want to be in certain neighborhoods. They want to dine at certain restaurants. Uh, they want to be part of certain social or political affiliations. They want to have a number of children. Yeah. They want to say that we went to this college. We're part of the rowing team. Yeah. You know, we're part of this club. We just want to fit in a certain crowd. And when you start doing that, you find that you start doing things that are unconventional, they're unnatural, and they can ultimately be detrimental to your marriage. Mm-hmm. Here's the worst part. You start spending more money. Yeah. On things that you don't normally spend money on. Yeah. You start spending time doing certain things that you're not really interested in yeah but the crowd's doing it yeah or you might become extremely busy either trying to make the money or doing the activities yeah. and then at the end of the at the end of the day there's very little reward okay so yeah. and then the worst part is sometimes the targets just keep moving yeah one week it's about cars one week it's about who's being invited to what event i know yeah. i remember when prince harry and uh, megan Markle were getting married Every day on the news, it was about who thinks they're going to this wedding. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, but are you friends with them? Yeah. Is this just a status thing to say that you're invited to a royal wedding? Yeah. Or is it that you're actually going to build a relationship with this couple yeah. so that their marriage lasts? Of course. You know what I'm saying? I mean... So it's just about affiliation. So they just want to appear successful based on who they're affiliated with. And that's just talking about the royal family. Right. But even, you know... Bring it, bring it down a few notches. People get excited about whose wedding they're going to. One of the tips that we tell people all the time, whenever they're engaged or excited to get married, we always ask them, if you would never bring these people out for dinner, you shouldn't be inviting them. Well, it's, well, we I think we go a little bit further because it costs about a hundred bucks a plate. Sure. For you know relief. Really upscale wedding where we come from the average size right so we say if you're not willing to take both of us to a restaurant mm-hmm. and get us a nice adult beverage in a bottle yeah if, if you can't and, buy us a bottle of wine and, exactly and, and the meal and pay for it right there out of your pocket then yeah there's no point in inviting them to that's not, we're not we're not really friends but then people desire to be invited to But people weddings. want to go to those weddings. Absolutely. And they wouldn't do the same thing for that couple. Yeah. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. So affiliation. People just want to be affiliated so they can fit in with the Joneses. 
to cover or to make up for their entitlement. Mm-hmm. So if I could fit into that group, that'll cover the fact that I'm not getting everything that I want mm. from my relationship because I see some other couple who seem to be getting what they want, mm. the things that I would want. Right. So by fitting into a particular crowd, I yeah. can now cover up for that lack of receiving for what I feel like I'm entitled to. Right, right. right. So the next one is uh, they want to be the center of attention. So this is kind of tied to fitting with the Joneses because appearing successful can get you attention. And when you want to be the center of attention, you don't stick to one thing at a time. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. You want to be the center of every conversation. You become dramatic and eccentric in how you behave. You try to appeal to what people like at the moment. So if one couple is getting applause from a group that you both belong to, then you're going to try to draw attention to what you're doing, like building a big old house or talking about a big accomplishment. Yeah. And, you know, I find it strange that a couple would want attention from outsiders when they have each other as spouses. And perhaps they have even family or close friends that can give them attention. But they want to be attention. They want to be the center of attention in their families. They want to be the center of attention in their community. Just to make up for the things they're not getting that they feel entitled to. Yeah. The problem is that couples who want to be the center of attention tend to spend a lot of money... And waste a lot of time. Of course. Okay. Of course. Absolutely. The next one is they want to escape a perceived reality. True. See, some sometimes we seek validation to hide our insecurities or failures. We want to be told we are good enough. True. Just so we don't have to deal with the fact that things aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. So people will force their way into certain groups as means to an instant getaway from who they were and what they were exposed to. Absolutely. Some people marry to get away from their family situations. If you genuinely need to escape from awful relationships or awful experiences, saying growing up extremely poor and being around violence and crime, then you might need to change neighborhoods or city and educate yourself. 100%. There are some things that are harder to escape without genuine work. If you grew up around abuse in the home and mental health issues, then this is going to require more than changing your address. Right. It can be an invaluable start, but it cannot stop there. You need the right relationships, the right mentoring, the right counseling, and the right support. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. When... When you don't get what you feel entitled to, you use someone else's circumstance as a benchmark for how you plan your life. Mm -hmm. You make negative assumptions about their reality, and then you work to escape that reality. Right. Because you don't have a genuine relationship with them, you take precautions to preclude your relationship with their outcome. Mm -hmm. This could be dangerous. Rather than evaluating your circumstances... And coming up a plan to that 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 makes sense for your marriage, you literally just make assumptions about them. They don't have children, it must be her fault. So let me go to the gym and take care of my health to make sure that I can have children. Right. Right? She doesn't seem to have a lot of important relationships. Let me make sure that all my connections are big names. Mm-hmm. 
Jumping into certain groups to get away from what you perceive to be your reality can have repercussions where you quickly build relationships with others who don't have your best interest in mind. Entitlement can drive us to judge others who don't fit our perceptions and then we spend time and money to avoid those things. Wow. So, Uh since, you know, when you're married, you tend to look around and see what other couples are doing. I think it's a natural reaction. What we're trying to say is don't do it from the sense that you should get what other people, what other couples have. Well, yeah, and then just don't make assumptions. Right, because when you start comparing, you're going to first look outside your marriage, see see what other people are doing. Your next reaction is to look in your marriage and see what you lack, and then now you start resenting your spouse. Yeah. And when they can't provide those things, now you resent the other people, the other couples that have nothing to do with your marriage. Absolutely. So that's very dangerous. So how exactly do you protect your marriage from these entitlement dangers? Wanting to fit in with the Joneses, seeking to be the center of attention, and escaping some perceived reality. Here's what we've come to know as true. Everybody out there is going to be trying to poke holes in your marriage. Yeah. How comes he listens to his wife? Well, he has no choice. She makes more money than him. (laughs) If he doesn't listen to her, she's going to take her money elsewhere. Yep. Right? How come she spoils her husband? Well, he married her so she could get away from her abusive family. Yep. How comes they're always traveling? Well, he can't hold a stable job. So as soon as he gets fired, they run off somewhere to cover for the fact that he can't keep a job. There you go. Um, how do you know all that? Exactly. And if you know that, why are you just... Blabbering about seriously? it. Seriously. Like, you don't need to blast it. Anyways. So, I mean, those are the ways that people poke holes in your marriage. And yeah. everybody's poking holes. So, they, they won't allow you to just be happy. So, you know what? Let them poke. They're only poking because they're comparing. Absolutely. So So, back to our question. How do you prevent your relation from ever getting to the point where you want to fit in with the Joneses, wanting to be the center of attention, or escaping some perceived reality just because you feel entitled to what another couple has? First thing, you got to be organic. Yeah. Okay? So business leaders know that great businesses ensure that their strategy centers on what they're good at. Mm-hmm. They do what is organic to them so that their customers remain satisfied and they keep coming back. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more valuable than a repeat customer. So for couples, do things that are natural to your relationship or do things that you both agree would benefit both of you or, you know, contribute to making the world a better place, a more peaceful and loving place. For example, in our family, we have a set of family values and they're actually centered on two things. A good home, a good place of shelter, Mm-hmm. and a good education. Yes, that's what we believe in. Right. Even as the, in the businesses that we currently own, they're centered on those principles. Mm-hmm. Leading in Love, Inc., the, the program that builds this brings this podcast. Mm-hmm. The very podcast that we're doing is centered on those things. I'm a college professor. Mm-hmm. You, you're all up in our, our children's school. Yeah. Right? Consistently. Right? You're a voting member in all the parent committees. Co-chair. And, and your yeah. focus is that the students are able to handle all the pressure that's put on them yeah. as they go through the school system. Mm-hmm. Because it becomes more rigid, it's more difficult to get into programs, the standards are higher, mm-hmm. and then the support is not as high. Yeah. Right? So, 
this is organic to us. This what you do is natural for you. You speak yeah. your mind. You know what you want for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. You went through the school system. Mm-hmm. You know the value of having sound guidance from your parents. Yeah. And those people that mattered around you that really cared about you. Right. right. So you want to give that not only to our kids, but to all the other kids to that all. might lack these things. Exactly. So that's organic to us. Right, so when you're being organic, you're protecting your marriage by protecting your vision. You establish your vision, your goals, and your mission as a couple, and you work diligently and aggressively on your legacy. It's not about fitting in. It's about taking care of your responsibilities. Yes. Right. Yes. The second work with your resources, yours and that of your spouse. Understand and cherish the uniqueness of your spouse. The the. The fusion of your individualities into singularity makes your marriage unique. 100%. Okay? Don't be driven by money. A lot of people may actually think that they're not driven by money, but when they take action, when you actually assess yourself, Mm -hmm. you are driven by money. So be attentive to that. All right? Yes. Don't think that you can't achieve your dreams because of money but work with your resources start with your skills put them to work use them to the best of your ability to earn a living and then enhance your skills so that you have more opportunities to have the lifestyle that you want absolutely build your network authentically right all right identify your key partnerships and do your best to maintain those relationships true at the same time, minimize the noise around you. Mm-hmm. Okay, be careful of friendships. Don't let friends chirp in your ear too much about your marriage. Be attentive to those warning signs. Right. Those warning signs, follow them. Absolutely. All right? Don't just brush them under the rug. Don't keep score to condemn your spouse, but to improve your relationship. You will use that score to compare them against some other person. If you keep mutual score, you will use that score to better your marriage. I agree with everything you just said. Now, the third thing is to be respectful. And strong leaders know the value of respect, and they nourish it in all of their dealings. Uh, We just read a book. Actually, it's on your book list, Mm -hmm. on your little shelf of books. Mm -hmm. Uh, Deborah Norville, New York Times bestselling author of Thank You Power. Mm -hmm. She writes the following in her book, The Power of Respect. Mm -hmm. If you want to get ahead in your job or get more out of your workers, if you want harmony at home or congeniality at the office, if you want to minimize the possibility of legal action, if you just like the world to be a more civil place, if you want to be more creative and more confident, you might be surprised at how all these things and more can be accomplished through one powerful concept. Respect. Respect. So the the book basically teaches... The importance of respect at home and relationships and school and business in leadership and for yourself. Mm-hmm. So when we say respectful, it means my wife used to use this word, likes to use this word, being graceful. Yeah. Okay. So be respectful to others. You know, you speak nicely, speak honestly and truthfully. Yeah. Uh, be encouraging, be genuine, offer sound advice if asked. Mm-hmm. If you just jump in with your advice and now you're just talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> right. And not only that, offer advice that you'd want someone to give your 12-year-old daughter 
for your 12-year-old child. Yeah. And the reason why we say that is because, you know, at 12, you're on the brink of the rest of your life. Yeah. So imagine somebody comes along and tells your child something that could ruin the rest of their life. Of course. Or they could just give them that, like, two words that could make them feel confident and feel empowered. Yeah. So when you give advice, think about, you know, making sure that if, is this something I would want my 12-year-old daughter to hear? Yeah. You know, but... Uh, Another thing is cheer for the couples around you. Yeah. Wish them the best for themselves and their children. You know, be happy when they accomplish things. You know, sometimes people say things that um, they might not mean to sound as rude, but it comes off rude. For example, like, we have four kids, mm. you know, and sometimes you've been in this situation, I've been in a situation. And so, yeah, we have four kids. like, oh, my God. I could never have four kids. I don't know how you can handle how, that. Right. So. Well, you know what? I had to figure it out. You know, <laughs> I hear it as. Okay. I, I, I hear two things. Okay. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And my hat's off to you for doing it. Mm -hmm. But I also hear from some people like, are you stupid? Yeah. Like, why the hell in this day mm -hmm. would you push out four kids mm -hmm. and try to raise them in this crazy world? Or, or not even forget the crazy. Like, are you why stupid? Why do you have four kids? <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't you want anything for yourself? Right. Exactly. Or aren't they driving you crazy? Let me tell you something. Until they sit down and they notice our children are well behaved, but we're ma mannered, and at the end of the day, we actually have friends. Yeah. In the next, you know, yes, we are still their parents, but. Those are our friends. We have a good time with them. Yeah. So, whoever's listening yeah, to this. So, so, what I'm saying is like, and well, you're going to cuss them? Yes, I'm going to cuss them right now. Whoever's listening to this. She's not cussing out the audience, okay? Because we love the audience. We love whoever's the audience. listening to this and wants to make that comment of, what? You have four kids? Leave me alone. I'm happy. Yes. That we have four kids. No, it's great. We have a great time. Man. Of it's, course. It's we have so much fun. Anyways, So, carry on. you know, again, cheer for couples around <laughs> you. And the idea is, not, it's not about being the center of attention when you're being respectful. It's about handling your business. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing. Like, you just, you know, we just kind of told you to not cuss nobody out. <laughs> but I think sometimes you have to act a fool, man, because if people <laughs> mistake your kindness for weakness. Yeah. You know, and I mean act a fool, like, you got to speak your mind Every so often. But you can do it with grace. No, I think you could cut some people out. But I think you There's can do it There's a few people class. that want to give some, <laughs> tell some serious bad words, you know? Oh and because I, I'm the type of person, I suppress that stuff. I'm always thinking about, you know, peace. But I think once in a while, you need to, don't slap them, don't hit them, don't threaten them. Okay. But just give them a solid You don't need to cuss nobody Piece out. of your mind. You no, you have to. I know you're the type, you'll, cur you'll curse them out gracefully with the nice words, and you got a nice voice. Yes, you say it nicely, and you and smile. Off, but you know what? Let me, let me tell you. When you cuss somebody out gracefully, it actually pierces their heart, and it goes a lot deeper. And then you can tell them two bad words. So, <laughs> then you try to Same say two, 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 two cuss words to them. No. They just call you an idiot and move on. No, you don't need to pull that nonsense. Just gracefully cut them now okay fine thank you right praise I, I the lord sister move along <laughs> <laughs> now lastly be humble yes be a person of humility okay 
No, humility. So I, I, let's go back for a minute. Are you being humble if you're cussing out people in two bad words? I'm teasing, but we'll carry on. <laughs> I, I didn't say cuss about every time. Okay. I said every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yes. Okay. So, so, be a person of humility, and humility is basically how you want to be treated. Yes. And I want to clarify this. Humility is not inferiority. Yes. Don't allow yourself to be disrespected because you want people to like you. No. They will not. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about people liking you, it's about respect. And it's about you loving yourself and creating a peaceful surrounding. If someone disrespects you and gets away with it, they're going to disrespect you again. And they're going to push it further and further and further and further. Absolutely. So being humble is basically about loving yourself. It's respecting yourself and making sure that you are in charge of your environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, this works for the individual, but it works for the couple when both spouses are on board and working at this. Fact is, arrogant people are insecure. Yeah, absolutely. People who see themselves as inferior are insecure. In both instances, they lack confidence. And what happens when you lack confidence, you isolate yourself, or if you have to, insecure people will mimic others because they struggle to find security. So they watch what others do, and they make decisions based on what they perceive others are doing or going to do. Rather than making sound decisions based on their own needs, Mm. their own goals, and their own purpose. Mm -hmm. Let me give you this example. The wage gap is narrowed in, in a lot of instances, for men and women. Mm-hmm. So, in many homes, wives, the wife brings home more money than the husband. Mm-hmm. An arrogant husband will go and take them, take his income and get himself a luxury car, right? And then they somehow convince their wife to drive the minivan or the SUV. Mm-hmm. Here's what being humble would be. Letting your wife drive the nice car and you drive the minivan. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, like, my wife, you're not a doctor, but if you were a doctor, mm-hmm. or in some instances where the wife is a doctor, her job is demanding. Yeah. Let her get the car with the leather seats and the navigation mm-hmm. and, 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 and uh, all those safety devices. You know, but it could also be that when humility is, is obvious or is evident, the wife might turn around and say, you know what, I know I make more money than you, but I still want you to know that everything that I do is for our family. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and drive the nice car? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. All I care about is that we take tw- two vacations a year, one with the family, one with me and you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, if that's the case, you're willing to share that story. Listen, and when you spoil up your wife that way, a woman, all she wants is to feel desired and loved. Yes. And she will allow you to have everything. When she feels that way in the way that you speak with her, Mm -hmm. the way that you treat her, the way that, that, that you just allow her to be right. Absolutely. 100%. That's why this man can get away with anything with me because he allows me to do whatever I desire to do. And then we'll ask, Oh, how much do you need? Cause I love her. Because he spoils me rotten. Comparing your marriage to other marriages is dangerous, especially yeah. when you put your marriage in jeopardy because you feel entitled to what another couple has. 
being respectful and being humble does not equate to sitting back and letting people walk all over you. It's being proactive about what you want out of life and pursuing it with diligence and grace. See, listen, people going to hate and they're going to try to find things that are wrong about relationships. Let them do it because time wasted critiquing or criticizing your marriage is time wasted that they could be using on their own relationships. All right, everybody. That is our feature for today. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us again. We love spending time with you. All right. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be Be successful successful too. too.